Hey guys, it's Santos Banning, and thank you for tuning in to Early Success and deciding to listen to this podcast. If you're first time, if you are a first time listener, uh, I, I really appreciate you checking this out. Um, just a quick background: my name is Santos Banning. Uh, this podcast is about entrepreneurship and everyday living. Uh, essentially, I'll be just telling you ways to succeed, uh, better, uh, better be to be better equipped for the future, and sometimes. I touch on everyday um, living, so that's like, uh, so far it's just, I've given a little rants about uh, some personal issues, deep issues that I think needed to be brought up. Um, sometimes I haven't had to bring up depression or suicide, but if I need to, I will, just because I think those are major uh, concerns that need to be addressed, um, and, and obviously it goes with everyday living. Um, so far, I've only had one interview with Paul Watkins of uh, Lucid News. If you're into EDM or if you're looking for some underground uh, EDM scenes or looking for a newsletter to check out, I, I would check out Lucid News. It's lucid.news on Instagram. They just had an exclusive interview with a band, Not Your Shadow. It's it's pretty great. I would check it out. Um the reason why I wanted to do this podcast today is because I just, I just when I don't do a podcast for like a couple of days, I always feel like it's been too long since I've put out content. Um, oh, well, while we're talking about it, I, I tried out a new intro beat um, and I actually kind of like it. I don't know how I feel about it, but normally it's just like a whoop sound. And then this last time it was kind of this different beat and I really liked it. So I want to try it out for a bit. Um, let me know if you guys prefer that or the initial kind of like beat drop that I had um, for the first 24 podcasts or whatever it was. Because I think this is podcast like 26, maybe 25. I've, I've lost count and I don't I don't number them. So I, I, I try to give my my podcast sessions like actual titles in the, in the description uh section i don't really put anything but it but as far as title goes i think that that should give you an indicator of what the podcast is going to be about so i try to give um each podcast a unique title um use a lot of exclamation points i feel like it's more engaging i've tried a couple emojis here and there just so that uh people when they read the podcast they are inclined to actually listen to them um so i i don't know what number this podcast is um, but the new beat that I tried, I actually like it. So we'll see how it goes, how I feel about it. Um, as far as cover art goes, I'll probably keep it the same. I asked my friend Amber, and I finally got a reply on whether or not she would be interested in it. And, and she would. She um, said she, want, she wants to find people to for me to interview. So I'll check up with her, check up with her in a couple of days. Um, she just got back in the country and she was in Bali. So she, and she had some sort of allergic reaction while she was out there. So I'm going to give her a couple of days, uh, to group, uh, feel better. And then, um, or might just hang out with her just, just to kind of like run through some potential candidates to interview. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I told her this podcast might not blow up for a couple of years. We might not even generate income, but I think it's important to at least start putting out some audio content, um, to at least build a fan base. Um, and then getting people interviewed is obviously a, a priority for this podcast. There's a couple people that I've, I've, I've been trying to work with to get interviewed, but it's just, it, it, it's, you know how it goes. Everyone has a life, everyone has their own schedule. So it's just a matter of, uh, setting times and dates. 
and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty exciting excited for the progress that we were making. It actually feels like real now that uh, some people know that I'm actually doing this podcast and that I'm actually putting out audio content and that I'm putting together interviews and I'm spreading the word and I'm I'm getting people involved. I think it's it's it. I think in a couple of years it'll it'll be see it'll be nice to see uh, how far we've come. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up is. Um, people, people living at home. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I, I don't live at home. And when I talk about college, the reason why I'm so adamant about it is because I, I lived in a group home. When I graduated high school, I had nowhere to go. I, I, I didn't have money saved. Even when I worked a minimum wage job in Arizona when I was working part time for the summer. And like well, basically my senior year, I made seven ninety an hour, and I worked so much. Okay, so I was working making seven ninety. I would work every two weeks, and not every two weeks, but I'd be working, and then I would get I would get paid every two weeks, and every paycheck was about six or seven hundred six or seven hundred dollars, which when you're making seven ninety is is a lot of work, especially in retail, and I would try to save all this money, but. It it was hard to plan for college because most of the money that I was saving was for a laptop and and college expenses, and I because I just knew I needed to go to college because I needed somewhere to live. I didn't try when I was graduating high school. I just really didn't trust anyone to be roommates because when you're eighteen, nineteen, just fresh out of high school. it's pretty hard to find people your age and adults that are listening to this and and people that are 18 19 it's hard to like find someone that you're actually willing and trust to move into i, I getting an apartment with someone's a, a huge deal and as much as i love my friends and as great as people as they are i i just didn't want to be in a shitty situation when i I trust them to hang out with them. I trust them to go out with them. I trust them with personal information, but living with them, I just I didn't feel that comfortable with. Which I I don't feel comfortable with living a lot of, with a lot of people in general. Um, so I I felt that I needed to go to college so that way I can at least um, get my shit together, have somewhere to live, have food while getting a college degree at the same time while I'm planning for the future. So that's why I'm I'm at this point in my life now, and that's why I'm adamant about it because a lot of jobs require at least a bachelor. I'm not saying a bachelor's is required for success. I just think in short term, it affects your long term. So getting a college degree now sets you up to get a job and make you a more desirable job candidate. And then when you get your actual job, you will be making more than what you would be making if you were just a regular high school graduate or a high school dropout or a college dropout. And then with that excess money, you could use to invest into your future. Um, so I think – and it affects you long term. That way when you can generate more income and that gives you more leeway to do the things that you want to do. Um, and and it, a lot of my when I talk to my a lot of my friends currently they it's like they're embarrassed that they they live home if I had parents and I wasn't living in a group home I don't think there's any problem with living home especially after you just graduated college there's no problem with it I think if you're even if you're 30 
and you're saving up for a house or you're saving up um, to start your own business, as long as you have a plan, there's no reason to be embarrassed by it. I... I, the only reason why I'm super adamant about it is because I I literally had nowhere else to go. And I push it on people because I think at least getting a bachelor's and if it, for for the workforce is just it just makes you more desirable. And I think the, re- the main reason why I push it is not just the education and not just the piece of paper. I, I recommend it because the, of the connections you make. Sure, there are other places that you can make connections, but in college... Every, like I don't care if you if you're a 50 year old student and you're engaging in conversation with an 18 year old student everyone is like-minded and and that's why I promote my pillars be nice to everyone be open and work your fucking face off because if you build connections who knows what these connections can do and I think it kind of goes with that statement surround yourself with people that are like-minded obviously you want to be around people that think long term and that are trying to better your lives or their lives. If and if you are surrounded with those kind of people, it it affects um, your perspective on life. It, there, there's there's a term I think of it when I think of this. It's called mirroring. When you hang around negative people, people who don't give a fuck about anything and all they do is party and hook up, chances are you're gonna party and hook up, even though that's not who you are. You just do it because that's who you're surrounded with and that's what you think you're supposed to do. You, you do it to fit in. But if you surround yourself with the positive people, you subconsciously mirror their actions and you adapt their their personality into yours until you shape you eventually it, it doesn't have to be that scenario, but all these interactions shape your worldview and shape your personality personality personality, excuse me, essentially. So you have to hang around people that are like minded and I think in the college atmosphere there are obviously going to be people that are only wanting to party and hook up, but there are also a lot of people that that are like-minded and are, are, are thinking long-term because they want to be equipped for success. It That's why I promote college, because you you interact with people. But there's also there's, – there's apps. There's this app shaper that you could use, and there's like-minded people too. So it doesn't have to be college. I just recommended it just because – I it gives you time to kind of get your shit together, and those I I went to college for three and a half years. I lived on campus three three and a half years, and I'm glad that I did because it it allowed me to get the time to grow as an individual, figure out what I do and don't like, and who I really am. And I knew what I wanted in life, but there are times where I strayed. But I'm glad that I did because it just reinforced my 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 original beliefs. <clears throat> so that's why I recommend college. Um, you don't have to go to college. Obviously, there are different ways to to interact with like-minded people. There are apps. There are you could literally just talk to random people. You can have people DM you on whatever social media platforms you use. Like there are different ways. I just think I just thought college with such a heavy population of people would have been a smart thing to do. Um, and if you're living at home, I I don't care if you're twenty. 27 if you have a game plan then it's okay to be living home but if you're just living home because it's cheap and your parents are paying for your expenses then that's bullshit you're bullshitting yourself and you're bullshitting your life 
But if you have a game plan and you're, and you're setting money aside for specific reasons, then there's no problem with living at home. Don't, don't listen to what other people say. Don't, don't give a fuck about what other people think because really in the long term, if you play your cards right, you're going to be more successful than they are. It's better to be at home investing for your future instead of uh, living paycheck to paycheck when you, when you don't even like your fucking apartment. So obviously there are different ways to succeed. I just push college because I think it's it, it could be extremely beneficial. If you want to live home, live home, but be smart with it. Don't Don't live home just for the sake of being home and not having the extra bills. You have to be doing something with your life. Your your parents aren't going to be able to afford to take care of you forever. They want to do shit with their life too. So, if you if you if you're a smart individual, you would be using this extra money to invest into your future, whatever whatever that is. If you want to start your own brand, if you want to contribute more to your 401k, if you want to save up for a new car, save up for a nicer apartment or like deposits, whatever whatever it is. It, be smart with it. If it, if you're saving to go to fucking Coachella or you just want the extra money to go out more, then you're a fucking loser. Uh, it's 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 as simple as that. Um, and another another thing I wanted to bring up is, um, pyramid schemes. Whatever company you're looking to get involved in, if you think it's a pyramid scheme, it's chances are they are it, that it is a pyramid pyramid scheme. Real income is only generated if you put in real effort and you don't fuck over people and you're willing to put in the work. If you work hard, eventually it will pay off. No no matter what that looks like. It's going to look like different things. It might be different than what you expect and what you want, but it eventually pays off. You might not see any progress or any any movement for 20 years but you know people people that okay if you think about corporate america do you know they're literally like 60 to 80 year old old white men do you know how long they've been working their fucking face off faces off to get there a long time and if you want to be the part of the one percent chances are you're gonna have to put in the 10 to 20 years to get there it takes a lot of work. It's not going to happen overnight. If you're looking to play the lottery, if you're looking to win casinos, if you're looking to be a part of a pyramid scheme, it's it's just not going to happen. Success takes a lot of work. And if you if you want to succeed, then you obviously need to do things to make sure that you're equipped for the success that you want. Even if you take little steps here and there, in the long run, they will be extremely beneficial. Um, just this past weekend, we had this Play-Doh's closet. Um, it's essentially this, like a kind of like I don't I don't know if outlets the correct word, but it's a, it's a store and you sell them your clothes and then they resell them for like a higher price. I took them a lot of clothes that I don't need that I that I, I I'm a very minimal person when it comes to possessions. I'm very not materialistic, so I have all these clothes. And I just didn't need them. I I want the money more than I need the clothes. So I'm getting everything that I have in my apartment that I don't use. I don't want it outside of all everything in the bathroom, outside of like a dresser and a bed and things to cook. I don't need like obviously like a fridge and dishwasher, microwave. Outside of those things, there's just not too much I really need. 
So all this other stuff that I have, I've been selling it because there's just no point in having it. I think my future is more important than these little possessions that I have. So I, I sold a lot of clothes that I don't have or that I have but I don't wear. Um, clothes that I even went to, um, I think last week, I, was, I, I convinced myself, I was like, I've been working hard. I should buy a couple of shirts and these nice socks. I wear short no-show stand socks. It came... Uh, out to about $90 and then I sat down and thought to myself I don't really need it that $90 could have been used somewhere else so I went back to the mall and I returned it because it's just not stuff I need to use I have a bad habit of buying my lunches and buying my breakfasts that is a huge waste of money so what I started doing is I I started making breakfast, started meal prepping, which I do meal prepping here and there, but out of the whole week, I only take my lunches like two or three days. The other two, three days that I actually take or actually buy my breakfasts and lunches, I'm paying almost like five to $10 every single meal. And sometimes for lunch, $15 for one meal. That in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money. I, I can afford it, but that's just throughout the year. If you're spending $30 a day for a breakfast and lunch two or three times a week that that's that's a couple hundred dollars that you didn't need to spend throughout the course of a year that's money you could put into savings money you could put into a college fund for your kid money you could invest it into uh real estate or, or or buy stocks with or just have for emergency it's just you have to be smarter with your money so i'm cutting my cost because i realized as comfortable as i am financially i could be better as smart as i am when it comes to reading and doing market research i could be better so I just, I just want to tell people, if you have things in your apartment or house that you aren't using and you think you can sell it, then sell it. If you want to do uh, side hustles to make money, then do it. Go to garage, sell, yard sales, buy stuff and resell it. Gary Vee talks about it all the time. There's, when you go to eBay, um, Craigslist, Facebook, Marketplace, there are things that you can get for free and then... You, We'll go pick it up and then sell it and make some profit. Go to freaking um there there's these online platforms on like inbox bucks. You you get paid to take service. It's like twenty it's twenty five cents like per survey. But and you can't withdraw or get or get your payment until like thirty bucks. But I've been doing it for the last couple of days and I already have almost nine dollars in it. If you do that, that let's say you do that like two, three times a week. Or over the course of a weekend when you have nothing else to do or if you are just uh, in a car being driven somewhere or you are on a lunch break, you could fill out surveys, get 25, 50 cents, a dollar for whatever, how long it takes you to do surveys over your lunch or for your car drive. That's extra money that you could be making. Or you could you can do Lyft and Uber. You can... There are just a lot of things that you can be doing to make extra income and so that you're not, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. And that way, if you have kids and you can't invest into your future, you can engage in these side hustles so that way you actually have financial freedom to do the things that you want to do. I know I'm a little bit more fortunate because I am single and I make about 45 46 k as a 22-year-old and I don't have major bills, so I get that people are going to be a little bit more strapped than I am because they have kids, they have medical bills, they have uh, family drama, they they have student loan payments. They, you know, like 
I, I get that things that you are responsible for need to be paid for, but you could be smarter with your money. I don't care. Like, do you let, let, like? Let's put it this way. I am debate. Like, I paid off my iPhone, and I I own my iPhone now. But I'm thinking, do I really need it? Like, do I need a do I need a nice iPhone? Could I get, could I've gotten like a flip phone? I mean, I'm a, I have a laptop. I I take my laptop everywhere. I could use that. That way, I'm not paying for. And I, I don't text that much. I don't call that much. So if I just have a flip phone and I'm paying for a minute, that would probably be cheaper. Um, I'm looking at shit that, like, um, I've been buying things in bulk because it's cheaper. One of the things that I've been uh, extremely fascinated by is um, that that I've been thinking of doing lately is because I do go out to dinner here and there with my friends. Um, fries. And if you, if you don't know about Open Table, it's this, um, like, this reservation um place it that like platform that a lot of restaurants use you make reservations online and you accumulate points and once you get like a certain amount of points i don't i don't really remember how it works but i've only used it a couple of times but you accumulate points and when you make reservations through open table and i think uh, I'm a, i would assume you eventually get some sort of like free meal somewhere or you get like a gift card or or something there's probably some sort of incentive but when open table sends me uh these coupons and these these updates and notifications for places to dine i go to fries when fries is double points buy gift cards that way i get points for gas and then I, th- then i can use those gift cards through my with my open table app and bam that you're getting you're getting gas points and you're saving money and it's a win-win situation. I, I'm probably doing a terrible job of explaining it, but if you know what I mean, awesome. If you don't, I, 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 I will try to explain it uh, better later on. Um, I just think there, there's just so many areas to cut costs. I, I, I don't like coffee. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. So I drink Red Bull every single morning. I have, a, I have one can of Red Bull, and it's not like it's terrible. I mean, it is terrible, but it lasts me. I open it at, like at six forty-five, and it lasts me until like two o'clock so it's not like i'm just chugging a red bull i i I take sips throughout the day um just because it keeps me awake it it gives me something to drink besides my water um i do it for the taste and i do it for the carbonation but i've been considering even cutting back on red bull just because it's it's i even though i like it it, i might consider it a unnecessary cost i might i might cut out beer completely because i think it's a unnecessary cost Sorry, I just took a sip of my Red Bull. Um, so I just want I just want to implore people to be smart with their money because there are, there are obviously going to be ways that you can cut costs as well as generate income various ways as a, as a side hustle. Um, but too many people are prideful. They aren't willing to work at Applebee's for the weekends because they they're like, oh, I have a full time job and I have a master's degree. I can't do that. Uh, bullshit. You are not too good to flip fucking burgers at Burger King. If you need the extra income on the side, then work a side job. The people that are making fun of you, fuck them. They're not your real friends. I don't care if you even are well off. If you're just in love with the hustle so much that you actually just want a side job just for the sake of having a side job, then fucking do it. Because that's kind of where I am. I'm like, 
I, I've been working overtime. I've been working, these last couple weeks, I've been pushing 60 hours a week. I don't need to. I only need to work 40 hours a week. But because overtime is available, I do it. My 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 mindset is I am 22. I'm single. I don't like clubbing. I don't like dating. I don't like um, hooking up. So do you know what I do? Because all my other friends are doing those same exact things. I am working my fucking faces off, uh, face off on the weekends. I'm working 10 hour days, Sundays and Saturdays. I I I I just want to be successful for the future. The, these little habits that you're building now will better equip you for the future. I don't want to work for a Friday. I don't want to be excited when Friday comes. I want to think, oh, everyone else. I'm, this is my thought process during the Fridays. Everyone is so laid back and chill that they can't wait to get home. Do you know what, what I do? I'm super fucking excited because I know everyone's about to get lazy. I know everyone's going to not do anything and just binge watch Netflix and be lazy, which is fine. People are entitled to that. They don't have to do the side hustle. But if you want to be the 1% and if you want to be better than everyone else, then you obviously need to do things and build tendencies that are different from everyone else. Everyone works for a Friday. Don't work for a Friday. Work for a for a Friday 50 years down the road. I talk about a 50-year plan because I think it's it's crucial. People people want a million dollars in their 401k. I don't think that's enough. I think that's too little. I think why work to retire? Work for I am in so I'm so in love with working that I don't I don't even know if I want to retire because I I love the game so much. Even when I'm retirement age, I might just like be at, at the end of my life. I might have lived so great that I would be content being like like a professor because that's that's still a part of my dream. But like I, I want to do all these other things. Like I want to buy teams. I want to build apartment complexes i want to fucking build non-profit organizations i want to better phoenix there, there just there are a lot of things i want to do i want to build a fashion design uh, line i don't know how much of this i'll be able to do but at the end of my life no matter where i am i think i want to i want to inspire the youth to do i, I have to be more professional if i do it in a university uh setting but i want i want to be uh, a figure that at the end of my life has done most of my living and is just giving back to the community through instruction. I am not going to be teaching through the forms of obedience. I will be teaching through empowerment. I think that's where a lot of uh, these institutions are falling short is they're teaching people to be obedient and, and be less creative. I do not want to be that individual because I'm not that way. I am glad that I lived in a group home and I, I, I grew up in kind of an unstructured environment before I came to the group home because I got, I got different world views of, of the earth and how, how society functions. I saw how the Hispanic and other poor communities function and thought. And I lived with a foster family who was extremely well off, and I thought, and I saw how they thought and functioned. And I went to a group home, and I was in, I was in and out of juvie from like fifteen to sixteen, maybe a little bit. No, I think it was like fourteen to fifteen. I was in and out of juvie, and I saw all these youths' perspectives and their personality traits, and it kind of all led to mine. And I realized everyone's kind of the same. They are caught up in their own environment. They think about themselves and. And they just they care about things that don't really matter. And I thought, like, why? And I thought all of these 
interactions made me more self-aware and made me realize how I can succeed by working my face off because everyone's so concerned about themselves and their own circles that they don't realize what's happening around them sometimes. Everyone's caught up in their own bubble. Like, they sure, they pay attention to the news and what's going on, but outside of that, they don't really pay attention to outside of their own circle. I am not just so concerned about my, my circle. I don't care about my circle. I am thinking about the future and the now, I'm not thinking of it, but not from my perspective. I'm looking at it by what the universe is giving me right now, and I'm seeing all this endless opportunity. And I think that's where a lot of successful defer, successful people defer from the average Joe, is that they are extremely self-aware. Not only that, they're aware of everything around them, and they see ways that they can succeed. And most people are, to some level self-aware but they just don't do anything with it and once you become self-aware you need to be aware of your surroundings as well outside of your direct circle fuck your worldview because you need to seek ways that are gonna set you apart from literally society that way you can succeed you have to you have to think as like you have to think in a way that like let's say you are a brand you need to think of outside of yourself and you need to think outside of a society because you need to think you have to see you have to look at what society is doing be away from it be an observer see what they want what they want what their needs are what they're engaging in what's catching their attention and provide a service or brand that attracts that same attention that gives you that same level of exposure and to do that it it takes a lot of work it takes uh it takes an extreme level of self-awareness and awareness in general, uh, as well as serving others, like servant leadership. I'm, I'm a big believer in servant leadership. I think there's a difference between a, being a leader and being a manager. Um, that's, that's a different conversation for a different podcast for another, another day. But to be successful, you need, you, need to, you need to do these things. But people aren't willing to do it. They're just so caught up in their own circles i implore you to to step outside of that think about what everything that's going around going on around you there are endless opportunities there are, for hundreds and hundreds of years people do you think about it 200 years ago some fucking guy decided that he was going to start making automobiles and bam the cars exist think about what your future impact would be if you take advantage of what's going on now it's just mind blowing to think about, but people, people think about it, but they aren't doing anything about it. I I just want to make sure that people are are actually taking initiative. Um, so basically, to conclude this podcast, just fuck what other people think. Actually, have a game plan and and execute. That's that's really what it comes down to is get over yourself, get over what you what you think people think of you and what you what what they're gonna think of your of your uh company or your success or goals and just execute because in the grand scheme of things it, if they hate on you or are negative or talking shit about it it says more about them than it does you you are going out on a limb and you might fail but you know that but you're still going out on a limb you know what they're doing they're safe in their little fucking bubble talking shit i'd rather be the person going out on a limb trying to make something out of nothing why would I want to be a bystander as a hater? It's just loser talk. It's negative. 
So if 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 this is actually one of my favorite podcasts, just because I felt like I, t- I touched on a couple of things that are extremely important. Just you just gotta do, man. Stop stop fucking around. Stop spending money on stupid shit. Um, if you want, if you need the extra money, then do shit about it. There are opportunities to succeed. Uh, one of my buddies, Josh Rope, posted a po- uh, posted this um, this post on Facebook about how the wealthy are are greedy and people um, should help them uh, or they, these people should help out the poor. And someone commented on that post that uh, poverty is a choice, and I think to an extent it is. We are all equipped to change our environments but some people just aren't willing to do it look at me i was homeless i was dumpster diving i had rashes on my ass and my genitalia i had my feet were so infected and dry that my skin was peeling i wasn't potty trained until i was 11 years old i ate dog food I was abused by my foster parents, by my biological biological mother, and here I am, a strong. If I gotta gotta say, I'm a fucking good looking guy, and I I worked my fucking face off, and I got my bachelor's degree. I'm working on my master's degree again. Education's not a requirement. It was just a personal um, achievement that I wanted to accomplish, and I am. Um, I got a car. I'm making good money, uh, and I'm starting. And I have an entrepreneurial spirit, and I'm fucking doing shit. I, I didn't have the worst situation, but I didn't have the best. If someone who has a similar story to you made it, then you can make it. That's all it comes down to. I, I think poverty is bullshit. As much, even when I was poor, I felt when I was five and six years old, and I knew that I was poor, and there were days that I couldn't eat. I had to go to bed hungry. I had to go to bed crying because I just had no I had no food. I felt when I was old enough, I was going to do shit with my life because I never wanted to feel this way again. I knew when I was five or six years old that I was not going to be poor growing up. I knew that I was going to be successful and all it took was a mindset change. I knew that poor uh, to to an extent, for me being poor, so young, I think was was a pro because I could grow up and change my environment. But I just knew that I can make a conscious choice to make sure that I wasn't poor in the future. There, in the day and age that we live in today, there are just so many opportunities to succeed, and I'm glad that I live in this generation. That way, I can explore all of them and and actually find success. I I didn't start from the bottom bottom but I lived pretty close to the bottom. I know people have it worse, but there but we all have the same opportunities with the internet. It in all in all these social media platforms and all all these jobs, all these different ways to generate income can be applicable and are available to everyone. That's why I think people that are poor just tend to blame their situation on others and aren't actually making conscious decisions to change their situation as well as executing and taking initiative to succeed. I did. I was five and six I was five, six years old and I knew what I needed to do to succeed. And I knew that if I I even I used to plan out if I ever did make it poor, I knew if I was living this is what I thought when I was five or six years old. I thought, okay, let's see, let's say I stay in this situation forever. Let's say 
I am a 30-year-old man and I stayed homeless. Do you know what I would do? I would go and get – I would go on the corner, get money, buy a toothbrush, buy toothpaste, and buy Axe. I would then go to a public restroom, use the water, and wipe my face, slick my hair back, clean up, go to uh, the donation center, get some clean clothes, and apply to a fucking Burger King. And I think with my personality, and my, I think I could have landed a, a decent job at least at a Burger King or McDonald's, flipping burgers, save up income, uh, take – I would have even done this, take student loan debt on, take a couple classes that way – when I graduated, I had work experience. I had a degree. I I could have um, afforded a little. I would have got like a like a four hundred dollar fucking apartment while I was working at McDonald's and just stay afloat. That way, when I'm done with my college d- degree, I can apply to better jobs and I wouldn't have been homeless after that because I would have been even though I would have had to take on debt. It was a loss that I would would have been willing to take because I realized. Um, I, I, there were, there, it was going to take time to actually be able to succeed. I don't know how realistic that scenario would have been, but I, 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 there would have been ways that I think I could have stayed afloat. I, not everyone's willing to take on student loan debt. I get that. Um, but there are just different ways to succeed. I, I don't know. Cause I, I didn't, that wasn't my situation. Thank God. Um, but it's just something it's it's just it was a motivation for me to think no matter what I'm always going to be prepared but I'm also never going to I'm I don't want to be in a situation where it forces me to do all of that I made a conscious decision when I was 5 and 6 to succeed and I did I knew exactly what I wanted to do I realized that I this is how I thought I was like right I had to graduate high school that was first things first and then I was going to go to college then I was going to get a job car house family it's really that simple if you break it down into steps it makes it a little bit more realistic so you're not looking at the top of a mountain you're looking at everything as as vertical you're looking at all of the not vertical um horizontal you're looking at all these different little steps that you need to complete instead of vertical or when you're looking up at what the end goal is it it looks like it's hard to reach but if you look at everything horizontally and it's broken down, you're like, okay, I just need to complete this and then this and this and this and this and this. But when you're looking at it as a climb, it, it kind of gets um, a, little, a little scary and overwhelming. But I look at things, I look at everything horizontally. It just makes it easier for me to break down everything. And because and, uh, I just look at it as, as steps. Um, I don't know if you want to use that method, but, you know, everyone has different methods to succeed. Um, but yeah. I I just hope that everyone actually starts taking initiative and cuts back on spending money on stupid shit. Uh, This is Santos Banning, and I appreciate you guys tuning in to this podcast. Uh, I will keep you guys updated on future interviews, and I'm just going to keep putting out audio content as time goes on. And I also need to start keeping con. uh, What is it? Keeping track of how many episodes I'm in, because I might start doing that as part of my intro. All right, this is Santos, and thank you.